You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Byer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? Yeah, I'm really getting used to this uh, this new moniker that I have. Professor. The Professor. I, I have to wear my glasses on the show now. I got new glasses today. Yeah? Yeah. Congratulations. Jenna does not like them, nor does Cora, but I like them. So that's all that matters. You know, I did think something looked slightly different with you, Mike. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, because it's there's actually like stuff down here now instead of the no frame. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. I don't know, but I like them. And you know what else? I like five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. For the mm. first time in four years, we've been doing this podcast. By the way, our first podcast episode came out May 4th, 2019. Give you guys a bit of a rewind. It was myself, Chev, and Garrett Price was the third co-host at the time. Um, but we finally charted the Apple Fantasy Football. Uh, it's, I think it's just the Apple Fantasy Sports charts. Came in at number 43. Um, listen, huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Nate, you know I've been obsessing over that for a while. If you want to make my ego feel nice and stroked, a five-star review would just be fantastic on Apple Podcasts. I think you can leave review on Spotify now too. Okay. I, I think I heard something about that. I don't know. I don't actually use Spotify. Um because I don't. That's okay. I don't either. Yeah. So you know, like when people share their year end the, the wrapped. Yeah, zero minutes. Um <laughs> yeah, so if you go ahead, give us a review, that would be fantastic. And um, you know what else you could do? You could talk or listen to us talk about some dynasty buy sell candidates. We're gonna have Jesse in here from our crew tonight. Unfortunately, he had some technical problems. Um, his internet was wonky, computer wasn't working right. Nate and I are gonna power through it. Don't worry. I'm a great boss. I'm going to send him the part he needs to get his internet working back up smoothly. So you'll get Jesse again on this podcast soon. we got some vacations for the guys coming up. I we give do. our my guys vacation. <laughs> um, so we'll get him on a future episode. I promise you. And if you want to hear more from Jesse, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. He hangs out in the discord just like all of us do. But the draft is coming and gone, and look, we all have questions. Okay, Sometimes post-draft, you, you have more questions about your team than pre-draft. It happens. So we're going to look at a few scenarios. We're going to be talking about some player who might have an uncertain, an uncertain situation. Forgive me. What kind of value we can expect if we are trying to move or acquire them? So, Nate, let's start with you, and then you and I will go back and forth. Just have a nice, open, free-flowing discussion. I, I know why we did this now, because now I always have to go first. <laughs> yes, that is true. Would you buy or sell? Travis Etienne for Devonta Smith. Ooh. And for reference, um, Travis Etienne go at the, did go at the 5-9 in a recent Superflex tight end premium startup. He is 24 years old, under contract for two more seasons, and he does have the fifth-year option, which is available if Jacksonville uses decides to use it. However, However. Dougie P did get his guy. Ooh, yeah. Tank, Bigsby, not mm. Scooter, Smallsby. And we <laughs> did you see the Fantasy Gazette? Oh, tweet? yeah. Love yeah. the Fantasy Gazette. So has Travis Etienne's market value been impacted like some people think he has? Not a lot of Tank Truthers pre-draft. I know one of them. I'm talking to him. But, Nate, what are you doing here? Do we want the running back? Do we want the wide receiver? 
So, as you guys all know, I am pretty high on Tank Bigsby. Love Tank, love his talent, love the compliment that he is going to be to Travis Etienne for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I don't love the compliment that he's going to be to Etienne for fantasy football. I think Bigsby being there, he's going to eat up a good amount of carries. And I think Etienne will, will certainly be the leader of that backfield, but his overall volume is going to be limited now. And with that limitation of a full workload, you know, targets, touches, they equal fantasy points. And the less you have of those, the less fantasy points you're going to score at the end of the day. That's just how it ends up. So Travis Etienne, while still good, and I think going to have some really big weeks, I think overall he's much more of an RB2 at this point than an RB1 for your team because he is going to have part of his workload eaten into by Tank Bigsby. We saw it last year against the Chiefs where our boy Jamichael Hasty was on the field more often than Travis Etienne. I mean, it was weird, by the way. It, it was weird. I don't understand exactly what was going on there. But we see now they get drafted a day two running back. I still like Etienne. He's going to score fantasy points. But give me Devonta Smith here. That's a guy that even with A.J. Brown across from him, he is still producing big numbers. He's shown me that he can be, you know, a fringe top 12. I don't know where he – I think it was like a wide receiver 11, 12, 13, something like that this year. So he's right there, you know, as a top 12 wide receiver – I like that production. He's going to score more points in my lineup than Travis Etienne is. Give me Devonta Smith. So just for reference here, Travis Etienne did, he played all 17 games. He only started 12. I don't know who started the other five because Jamichael Hasty didn't start any for the record. Do you know, top of your head, who's starting those other five games? I don't. Well, it wasn't right. Um, maybe was it James Robinson possibly before he got traded oh, to the Jets? Sure. I, I, you know, what a fall from grace James Robinson. Oh, it the, hurts. He's not a bad running back by any means. Um, I'm hoping that he gets a second chance or a third chance, however you want to think of it, all the lines of the Devonta Fort. Devonta Fort. Sorry. And like an Alex Collins, guys that, you know, they kind of fade into obscurity a little bit and they came back and were somewhat relevant. I hope James Robinson gets another chance. But Travis Etienne last year, 220 carries for 1,125 yards. Five touchdowns through the air, 35 catches, 360, 316 yards, no touchdowns. So a good good running back season, 1,100 yards, 316 yards through the air. For reference, in Devonta Smith's career, which is two years now, um, and the cool thing, I mean, you think about it, you know he's tied to Jalen Hurts. Potentially for the rest of his career, I think he is an eagle longer than A.J. Smith is. A.J. Smith, that must be a really good wide receiver, Mike. Can't podcast on Mondays. I just can't, apparently. <laughs> it's not we a thing, man. Monday night. I think he's an eagle longer than A.J. Brown is. But for his career, 159 catches for 2,112 yards and 12 touchdowns. So, I mean, not not like huge touchdown numbers, but a great PPR wide receiver. And just I am spoiled getting to watch A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith playing for the Eagles every week. However, for me, and this is not me being a homer either, I'm going to take Devonta Smith. There is nothing wrong with guys in a high-powered offense like the Eagles, like yep. the Bengals taking their number two wide receiver. So my, my examples are Devonta Smith, T. Higgins. Everybody wants the alpha, and I get it. I do. Trust me. I understand you want the guy on your team. But sometimes the value is much better. I will take Devonta Smith over Travis Etienne. I think I have more longevity, and especially with how fluid the running back situation has yes. been. Not just in Jacksonville, but 
in the NFL as a whole, give me this certainty of a guy who could push to be a number one wide receiver as far as, you know, number one, not on his team, but just like a one through production wise. Yeah, exactly. I think he was wide receiver 11 last year, 11 or 12. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right on the cutoff. And I think Dallas Goddard coming back hurts him next year, you know, playing a full slate. He did miss five games. So that'll bump him down a little bit. And a lot of people were asking, a lot of people are asking me, um, what happens? What tight end do I start when Dallas Goddard's out? And I said, just don't. <laughs> With the Eagles, they don't care. It's Dallas Goddard or nothing. That proved to be true. So let's move on here. Nate, would you buy or sell Debo Samuel for a random 24 first? He went at the 8 806 in a recent Superflex tight end premium startup. He's 27 years old. He's under contract for four more seasons with a potential out in 2025. He's also still extremely salty about the NFC championship game. And our our thought is this, was he a one hit wonder? There's obviously the conversation of if you're rebuilding versus contending, but in a vacuum, is there one you just took take straight up over the other? And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Everybody wants a piece of the Kyle Shanahan offense. We just don't know which one it is. Mm -hmm. So is it Debo? Is it Ayuk? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Can he stay healthy? Is it Kittle or is it their new receiving tight end, Cameron Latu? Shame got his guy. But, hey, what are we doing? We want Debo or we want the pick? So it, this is obviously a hard one because, as we said already, the rebuilding versus contending conversation. There's the, the random 21st. It could be one of any 12 picks. But if I'm looking at this in a vacuum, it goes to – I'm trying to win my championship this year. And I want Debo Samuel because if Debo Samuel, let's see, I'm picking him up in the eighth round of my startup. I mean, he, he might be my wide receiver three. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And possibly having someone overtake him in the season, who's maybe a younger guy I pick up and having Debo in my flex. I'm very happy with that because as we see, Debo is under contract for at least two more years, but he's actually there for four more seasons. And He's only 27. He's not the 30-year-old 30, 30 range yet. So he's still like in the prime of his career. We haven't seen it, and the injuries have been there, and the injuries have been bad. But when he's on the field, he has been productive, and it doesn't matter who that quarterback is. That offense can be productive. We, we've seen that. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. So whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's Trey Lance, Debo Samuel is going to be scoring me double-digit points per game. I'm going to keep him on my roster. For reference, his breakout season was in 2021, where he played 16 games. He had 121 targets, 77 catches for 1,405 yards and six touchdowns. He added a lot on the ground, too. 59 carries for 365 yards and eight touchdowns. I want Debo. I'm not the biggest Debo Samuel fan, and not because he's a crybaby. Like, we beat you in the NFC Championship game. We're going to beat you in week 13 next year. What makes you think you're going to have healthy quarterback then, buddy? But here's the thing. If he comes back to the semblance of what he was in 2021, okay, I think I can get more for him than a 2024 first. And if he's on my roster right now and he helps me win a championship, I'll move him for the 24 first then. So I could, in reality have both and a championship on top of it. That's the way I'm going to play that game. And yes, I understand that it could be a very big variance of 2024 first. 
but give me the player right now that I think has a good chance of helping me win a championship. And also for reference, his best season outside of his 2021 breakout season was actually his rookie year, 57 catches, 802 yards and three touchdowns and rushing year. 14 carries, 159 yards. So and three touchdowns, um, although he did have pretty good rushing numbers last year, 42 carries for 233, 232 yards and three touchdowns. Only 632 yards through the air. Um, still interested to see what they do um, at the quarterback position. Yeah, there. I, I still believe in the talent. And, you know, this is a buy or sell. It's, I mean, I, Debo is a very much a hold for me if you have him um, in, in this instance. But am I buying Debo for a random 24 first? I'm probably looking elsewhere if I'm selling my 2024 first for a wide receiver. Um, Can you just name a few, like Drake London, of course? obviously um, Drake London, Jahan Dotson, yeah. um, you know, those players I think have similar production to Debo and you're getting younger. Yeah, I agree. I would, I'd rather spend that first on Devonta Smith. I yeah, think I mean, you're probably going to need more than that though. Probably, but I think he has a safer floor than Debo Samuel yeah. does. Debo well, Samuel could potentially have a higher ceiling. We did see it in 2021. And obviously with the rushing work, but like I said, the floor for Devonta Smith, you're going to be right around a thousand yards and like five touchdowns. You know, you yeah. just slide them into your wide receiver two spot. But let's move on, shall we? Nate, would you buy or sell Damian Pierce for Rashad White? So for reference, when at the 812 in a recent Superflex Titan Premium startup, he's 23 years old. He's going to be under contract for three more seasons. And look, he survived, man. He made it through. Houston running backs did. didn't do anything at the running back position. Houston Texans, fuck, Mike, didn't do anything at the running back position. So, hey, Damien, you're a survivor. Congrats. But do you want him or do you want the guy who projects to be the guy in Tampa Bay? Both teams have quarterback question marks because, look, we know C.J. Stroud is the guy in Houston, but we haven't seen him play an NFL game yet. And is it Baker Mayfield or is it Kyle Trask? We don't know. So what are you doing here, Nate? Congratulations to Damian Pierce. You know, he exceeded my expectations. I did not expect him to get to the draft. Seriously. Way to go, Damian. Round of applause for that guy. Is he going to do it twice, though? Probably not. I don't think Rashad White's going to do it twice either. So I think both these guys Ooh. are 2023 20, running backs. And at this point, I just like Rashad White more, just to be quite honest. I think, you know, the Buccaneers, they have they have to give the ball to Rashad White. We saw, we saw what they did last year when Tom Brady wasn't playing well. They ran the ball. They get the ball. Rashad White has that great passing game. Damian Pierce has a great receiving game as well. But I do think Rashad White's a better receiver, and I think they're going to use him more in that capacity as long as a guy like Leonard Fournette's not there. Um, so I like Rashad White. I think he they have similar upside, these these players, but I like Rashad White more uh, from a talent perspective and from a fantasy productive you know, aspect because of that receiving ability. I think he's more of a natural receiver than Damian Pierce. We saw the production a lot more in college as well. So I'm going to take Rashad White here. It's very close, though. I will be honest. And I think both of these guys are kind of one-year rentals. I don't think they're going to have the starting gig in their backfield next year. I think both these teams look to replace their running backs in the 2024 draft. I think it's possible, but the good thing is neither team has to. They don't have to be forced to do so. They could just keep trotting these guys out there while they continue to rebuild their rosters. For me, it's Rashad White. 
Uh, there might be a little bit more of a gap. Let's look at it. So Rashad White started eight games, 129 carries for 481 yards, only one touchdown on the ground, but through the air, 50 catches for 290 yards and two touchdowns. Damian Pierce, on the other hand, he did start 13 games, 220 carries for 939 yards of four touchdowns through the air. Not as good as Rashad White. 30 catches for 165 and one touchdown. Now, who was his competition? Rex Burkhead? Right? Uh, yeah. Whereas we had uh, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette there. Leonard Fournette has been a very good professional running back. I think the fact that Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a much better receiving core, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, it's going to take some pressure off the running game. Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, I think, are good enough to get the ball to those wide receivers and give some opening room um, for Rashad White. I don't think that either of these guys are going to be one-year rentals, though, because I don't think they have to be. I think the position these teams are in, they can look to do other things. For example. Also, let's not forget that Damian Pierce, while he got through the draft without a day-two running back coming in, they did pick up Devin Singletary, who I do not expect to just sit on the bench and do nothing. Oh, and he is and what have the, what have the Buccaneers done so far? So I think Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce is not going to have the volume at this point that Rashad White's going to have because of Devin Singletary being there. And then even when the Buccaneers go and sign, who knows, maybe they bring back Fournette or they go after Zeke if they want a veteran presence. Those guys aren't going to do as much as Devin Singletary is as well. So I'll take Rashad White, who's not going against the the scary running back that Devin Singletary is. And listen, he just won't go away to- though. Let's not forget, Devin Singletary is a good receiving back, man. He really is. Um, Here's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have on the roster. Rashad White is slated as the starter. Chase Edmonds is his backup. They did sign him. All right. Keyshawn Vaughn still kicking. Um, They have Patrick Laird, Ronnie Brown, and Sean Tucker. Patrick Laird. Oh, and then Sean Tucker's there. That's true. That's right. Sean Tucker was UDFA. Glad to see that all his health stuff worked out. Um, And the Houston Texans have, well, here we got Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary, Mike Boone, Dare Ogunbowale. I guarantee I said that wrong. Here's a throwback for you, Nate. Jared Dokes. All right. Oh, and uh, Xavier Valade. Yeah, I like him. Nice little undrafted free agent as well. Yeah, so there you go. I just think that Rashad White... Um, it is pretty close, uh, but let's move on. And we're going to talk about the best move you can make before your rookie draft is getting yourself a copy of the first ever Dynasty Rewind Rookie Draft Guide. In this guide, you will gain access to our film grades, player insights, and Dynasty outlooks for every player we believe that will be fantasy relevant this year and beyond. Additionally, you will get access to several written pieces, such as things you need to know before you draft, draft trends and strategies, rookie sleepers, rookies to draft at your own risk, our guys, and thanks to Nate, a 2024 rookie preview, you receive over 70 pages of beautiful content sent right to your phone or computer or tablet. Check it out today at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. We did bump the price down a little bit for you guys too. show of appreciation because we love you now. Bye too. All right. So we got one more here. I believe I didn't skip any, did I? Nope. We got one more, Nate. <clears throat> All right. Would you, ooh, this one I feel like is just directed right towards you. Would you buy or sell Jameson Williams for Zay Flowers? So, reference, recent Superflex Titan Premium Startup. Jamo went at the 7-7. He's 22 years old, 
under contract for three years old, plus an additional team option year. We actually have two more. It just wasn't highlighted. Forgive me. Um, he is suspended for the first six games, I believe. But what would you rather have? Yeah, so I would <laughs> – this is a good one. I, I want Zay Flowers, to be quite honest. And that's because while Mark Andrews is the number one target for the Ravens, Zay Flowers, being a wide receiver, is going to get pretty close to the same target share, I think. Um, maybe not right away, but this team is invested in Zay Flowers. Bateman has been chirping all offseason. I don't think the team is including him in their long-term plans. OBJ, you know, if, if healthy, could be something, but that's a big if. So Zay Flowers, we've seen what they've done with Marquise Brown before. He was averaging almost eight targets per game, I believe, his last season with the Ravens. They're going to get Zay Flowers the ball. And with Jamison Williams, I love the talent of Jamison Williams, but he's been off the field. He's going to be at the field for almost two years by the time he gets on the field this year. And also, Amon Ross St. Brown is there. And I just, at this point, Jamison isn't going to probably, he's not going to be the one. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the one there. Jamison, you know, while he has the potential to maybe be the one B with Amon Ross St. Brown, he's just missing too much time at this point for me to project him any better than that. And while I believe he's the talent to do better than that, I need to see it first. I feel like resetting the clock here with Zay Flowers. I like the landing spot. I think the Ravens are going to have a really good offense with Todd Munkin being the guy. So I'm going to go with Zay Flowers here. Give me Zay Flowers over Jamison Williams. Well, I respect your decision, and I also re respectfully disagree. I'm going to take Jamison Williams, and I like Zay Flowers. I like his landing spot but I just like Jameson Williams talent better. And this is one of the times I'm going to just say talent over opportunity <laughs> and I'm willing to wait a little bit. And I think he could be a good, I don't want to say second fiddle to Amon Ross St. Brown, but I think that they can complement each other. Well, and, you know, people love to hate Jared Goff. I don't know why Jared Goff has shown that he not only is a good NFL quarterback, good enough NFL quarterback, he can support fantasy wide receivers. I mean, yep. look, look what he's done in the, in the past. Pretty sure Cooper Cup's been pretty good when Jared Goff was there, right? Yeah, pretty good. He's been pretty much the only guy throwing the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown as a pro. Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson had some good games with Jared Goff. So Jared Goff can support fantasy-relevant players. I think he could do it with Jamison Williams. I don't know why he was suspended for some sort of sports betting thing or something like that. Yep. Right? Um, you know, if you are um, – if you're <laughs> – like, don't legalize sports betting and then don't let the guys do it. Like, it's the off season. What were they betting on? A basketball game? Uh, well, he was betting at the team facility. It's against the rules. Okay. Well, then I did not know that. I did not read. So, Jameson, read the rules, man. Come on. Be yeah. Quintus Cephas got fired because of it. Be better, man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's fair enough. Can't gamble at the team facility. I get that. Don't tell Greg Williams that you can't do things like that at the team facility. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to, in this case, I'm going to take the talent over opportunity. I believe in Jamison Williams, and he's one of those guys where if you've waited this long, you're going to keep waiting like you've been waiting for Kyle Pitts and like you'll have to continuously wait for Drake London. Hey, I did just acquire Jamison Williams, so I'm I'm certainly not out on Jamison Williams. I still love his talent. Just, I need him to be on the field, man. I need him to be on the field. Can I ask what you acquired him for? You can. It's not going to be a very good answer for you because – what I did, just to give you a glimpse of my genius, Mike. Okay. He is the professor, ladies and gentlemen. All right, listen, listen to this. I'm going to explain this right here. Tell me if you can keep up. 
All right, I'm in a league that was 14 teams. Now it's 12 teams. There's a dispersal draft, okay? Lots of players in this draft. My team is the worst. I picked up an orphan. And so, therefore, I have the most money in this auction dispersal draft, okay? Oh, boy. Right, exactly. Half the league was like, bro, what auction dispersal draft? So I, I traded around, got some money. I drafted Josh Allen from the dispersal draft, put up more money than anybody else. And then the person who was in second and couldn't get Josh Allen just because I had more money than them. After I picked up Josh Allen, I then traded Josh Allen to that person for all of his money. Plus Jamison Williams. I still have the most money in the entire draft. And I've also now depleted the pool of total money, which means my buying power has continuously gone up. I now control even a higher percentage of the market. Give me my players. My team sucks. I need depth. I need lots of players, not Josh Allen. I got Jameis Williams on top of it. Whew. I love this. I That's love this. This is this is like what I tell people with weaponize your fab. It's kind of the same. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. This is, is what man. you have to do. These are strategies that you need to to utilize to be successful. This is what you have to do. You not only have to set the best lineup, but you have to use the rules and the regulations against your advantage to cripple your league mates. There was a trade I did with a league mate earlier on in the off season. He had 10 fab dollars left. I made him put those 10 fab dollars into the trade. And you know why I did it? One, because he was terrible to trade with. And two, <laughs> because now he can't pick up any free agents unless he go. trades. For <laughs> That's why. Suck on it, John. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I was wrong. We do not have another one. That's going to be all that we have for you guys today. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. That's a great <laughs> ending there, Mike. Great ending. Thank you to everybody. Um, if we can get some more reviews, that would be fantastic. I would greatly appreciate it. Check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Um, you can go ahead, payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. We have the rookie guide, rookie draft consultations. We have express audits. If you're going to a game or Taylor Swift concert, I hear she's a thing. SeatGeek.com and use the promo code rewind for $20 off your first purchase. Hey, let's draft some best ball with our very own Dan Rozier. 100% deposit match for on your first deposit up to $100. Promo code rewind. Check all that fun stuff out. Links are down below. Thank you again for listening. So for the Professor Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening.